give Ben Charrington credit for this. He's brought in a whole bunch of scrap outfielders and a couple infielders as well. And when they haven't worked out, he's shipped them out. And he's brought in other ones. Here's where I will stop, though, with that credit. Why does he seem to be taking the same approach with the starting pitching when it isn't necessary? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates lost last night 8-5 to in St. Louis, swept by the Cardinals in the two-game set. Neither game remotely interesting. And this one in particular, the one last night, was over before it even had begun. Trevor Cahill started, and that's really all I should have to tell you, but he ended up getting smacked around, charged with a handful of runs. I'm going to bore you with all the stats on it. He was terrible. Uh, It was later announced that he had left calf discomfort, which is what I would announce too if I was looking to put some really old guy on the injured list and saving him in case you need innings later on in the year, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Trevor Cahill never mattered. And I say the same thing after those couple of occasions when he pitched well. These guys just don't matter. They are in the most literal sense of the term roster filler, specifically as it relates to starting pitchers, innings eaters. And I get that. There's a lot of innings that have to be covered. It's the year after a pandemic wiped out most of the major league season and all of the minor league seasons, so you do have to be careful with arms. The Pirates have made that clear since they arrived in Bradenton, and I'm backing them 100% on this concept. Here's where they're losing me. Miguel Yahure isn't with the Pirates. This makes zero sense. Will Crow didn't open the season with the Pirates. Also, zero sense. If I'm making out a rotation... For the remainder of 2021, I'm going with, be prepared to be not at all surprised by any of these names, Yohure, Crow, Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, and Tyler Anderson until he's traded, which he should be. And by the time he is traded, Stephen Brault will be back, so you'll swap lefty for lefty. If you have another young pitcher or whatever that you want to look at, go ahead. But this idea that you have to have an old guy in the rotation, which is the only thing I could possibly think of that's explaining why Cahill was ever in the rotation, never mind why he was even acquired, that this has to go. This has to go. I'm not saying this because they lost a ball game in St. Louis. They're going to lose games. Okay, I understand what this is all about. And I'm not saying this because I prefer to be entertained over the course of the summer. 
Although it would be a whole lot more interesting to watch young guys pitch and grow and develop and mature and, you know, maybe even accumulate some hope for the future of the franchise. I'm saying it just because it makes sense. Did you know that Yohure had been expected to be in the Yankees rotation this season? But he can't beat out Cahill here when he comes up and does nothing but throw strikes and get people out? Crow hasn't been quite that good, but he hasn't been far from it. And these players were acquired in winning trades. Winning trades. Wins for this GM. Crow came in the Josh Bell trade. Yahure, of course, in what's now looking like the heist of the century. Trading of Jamison Tyone to the Yankees. Dude, ham it up a little bit. You know, meaning Ben Sherrington. You, you did good here. These guys are ready for the bigs. Let them pitch. And if you do let them pitch, let them start. Let them start here. If you want to eat innings... Eat other innings. This guy can come in. Cahill, you know, if and when he ever comes off the I.L., assuming he's even hurt, he can come in and do mop-up. Kind of like what Luis Oviedo, the, the Rule 5 pick, was doing again last night. Give Luis, who actually matters, some more substantive innings. He's shown the poise. He's shown uh, the command to be able to handle that. Good for him. Let's see more of it. Let's see more of it. We've already seen a couple of occasions where Derek Shelton hasn't been shy about putting him into, into tough spots. Good. Great. Go nuts. More of that. But less of this. Less of this. Tyler Anderson, I understood and understand. And I'm not just saying that conveniently because he's pitched well. Tyler Anderson is a lefty who just crossed 30 years old and is probably one of those prototypical lefties who could find an entire second life in his career past that age. It happens all the time. You get a pitcher like Tyler Anderson, not just to eat innings and not just because he's cheap, but also because he could conceivably become a trade ship. Well, guess what? He's become that. Good for him. Cahill, no. Cahill's either 36 or 46. I can't remember. But he's throwing nothing but junk, slow junk, and, and whatever. Whether he's hurt or not, th this, this just doesn't matter. It's silly. It's stupid. It has to end. It really does. I have so much faith in the broader plan that this front office has put together. I have further faith and growing faith in the on-field coaching staff led by Derek Shelton. We're starting to see guys get better. We're starting to see younger guys get better. What are you doing with this? What did, this doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense. When we come back, just one question. Just one question. That's brought to you always by our friends at North Shore Tavern. 
directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Home of the Stake on a Stone, also home of the planet's only truly dedicated pirate sports bar from front to back. With the club on the road all week long, North Shore Tavern is a perfect place to go have a good, fun meal, have a drink, go next door to Mike's Beer Bar. Same owner, basically the same establishment. But check out the Buckos on the multiple TV screens that they have down there. First class place. Today's question comes from FE City fan who says, Hey, Dan, take away Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds and that lineup Wednesday night in St. Louis might well be the weakest I've ever witnessed in 50-plus seasons as a Pirates fan. Can you remember a weaker one? You might not like this response, and, and I get where you're coming from, because if you take that exactly as it is, sure, of course, it's, it's horrific. Just because Michael Perez in it, it, it's horrific, you know? Wilmer Defoe, Ben Gamble. I mean, you could say the same for Will Craig. I mean, that, that was fun when he came up and hit the home run, but there hasn't been much of anything to differentiate this from whatever it was that the Pirates were expecting from Will Craig and the reason that they DFA'd him earlier in the year. But there are three significant things that happened to this lineup. And the reason that I suggested you might not like this answer, I don't mean to lump you in with people who don't follow the team closely, but people who don't follow the team closely look at this and think that, like, this is the lineup. And it isn't. It isn't. Number one, Kibrian Hayes went down. Hasn't played since the second game of the season. If he was even, let's say... 75 or 80% as good as most people were expecting him to be, that's a big, big, big difference in your lineup. One guy, but a big difference. Now, who was the Pirates' best hitter in Hayes' absence? It was Colin Moran. It's now Brian Reynolds. But then what happened to Moran? Then he got hurt, and he's out. So now you're talking about the team's most dynamic hitter and the team's most productive RBI guy. Both out of the lineup. And they're only real power threats on top of that. Unless you're counting Gregory Polanco, you know, hitting one a mile every once in a while. He did have a two-run shot last night in St. Louis. And then the third thing that happened is that Kevin Newman just vanished, just disappeared off the face of the earth. And you can say, well, heck, they should have seen that coming because, you know, he was terrible in 2020, except that he and Brian Reynolds were both excellent in 2019. He and Brian Reynolds both nosedived in 2020, and Reynolds recovered to become himself again this season 
And with the way Newman had hit the ball, and I understand it wasn't with great authority, but he found his way on base. There was every reason to expect that Newman would be okay. So let's say that Newman was like above catastrophic level. Now what are we talking about here? Now we're talking about three hitters that you add on to Adam Frazier, who's leading the National League in hits. and Reynolds, and Jacob Stallings, who's a pretty decent-hitting catcher who has this penchant for coming up with big hits. That's that's the lineup. If you really want to have a debate about what the lineup is and what's the worst lineup in the past 50 years or whatever, sure, you could go singularly and say the one last night in St. Louis. I would say the one last night in St. Louis, again, just because Michael Perez had his name on that card. He's that terrible. But I'm sorry. The, the broader discussion is a, is a lazy discussion. You know, that team that I saw breaking out of Bradenton that went to Wrigley Field, that looked like a team that was going to at least be able to carry itself offensively. I don't think they were going to be contenders or anything ridiculous like that. But they weren't going to walk into every stadium with their chins down the way I'm sure they're doing now. It's a, just a different world. It's a different world when you lose pieces like that and you don't have the depth. And the Pirates absolutely don't have the depth. And you can go find Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark and wag a finger at them over it. Because there was nothing behind what's been amassed in Pittsburgh. And we're now seeing that on a nightly basis. I appreciate the question. It's good stuff. It's a good topic to bring up. That's why I said I'm not coming at you here. It's a it's a general response to a general thing. We will have another daily shot of pirates. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.